Hey everybody and welcome back to the Fenway Rundown. I'm Chris Cotillo. It's the end of the season here at Fenway Park and for many the end of an era as Dennis Eckersley announced his retirement that'll go into effect after tomorrow's game, the final game of the season between the Red Sox and the Rays. You won't hear him on Nesson broadcast anymore. For anybody who's from New England or spent any time here, obviously a uh, a sad thing because we all love Eck and what he's given us in the booth and so we figured on the Fenway Rundown we talk to him and kind of wrap up an illustrious career. So, pleased to be welcomed by the Hall of Famer, the famed Nesson analyst, and a guy who's been in your homes for, you know, last couple decades, Dennis Eckersley. We are here with uh, Dennis Eckersley in the press box at Fenway Park, a place that you have called home for, for a long, long time now. Uh, are you soaking it in? What are these, what are these two days going to be like? What was last night like? I mean, are you just kind of looking around and, and realizing this is it? You know, I, you know, when I retired, I said I was going to retire a couple months ago, I was going to say take it all in, but you don't really don't take it all in until the end, yeah. you know, until it seems like it's right in front of you, which it is. And uh, if you try to reflect too much, it's, 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 it's grueling because it's so emotional, you know what I mean? Mm. And God knows you'd run from emotion, you know, at least I do. Yeah. But you can't run from this. This is good stuff, you know. You find out what you really, how you really feel, you know. How I really feel about Boston, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, what it means to me. And it means a lot. Mm -hmm. It does, you know. I was telling somebody that, because, uh, you know, I never really left, even though I got traded. Yeah. And I uh, went to Oakland and had some success, you know. And, uh, but I made a name for myself here when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. it's, and so it's really, it's something that stays with you. And never did move, always had a house here, kept mm -hmm. coming back here. So I've come to terms with, it's like, hey, you know, I'm a New Englander, man, <laughs> you know? And and I'm a Bostonian, I'm, I'm a Red Sox, mm -hmm. is what I am. And it's a good feeling, you know, um, to, uh, to uh, feel that, just, you know, to really, feel that and that's mm -hmm. there's a sadness to that yeah because that, i'm leaving i'm not i'll be back but it's like wow if, this is heavy mm -hmm. you know um and maybe i don't know that's what needs to be said you know i mean you've talked about obviously being from the bay area a lot of memories there you're going back that makes a lot of sense but this place as your home what have your interactions with fans been like the last two months since you announced well the fans are always good to be here mm -hmm. you know I, I just feel accepted you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yes. It really is. Fans are really good to me. And uh, this is, it's not an easy place to, uh, you know, there's a lot of scrutiny doing what we do anyway, right? But I, I feel like I've been accepted, and uh, it helps. It really does. Um, uh, I could imagine <laughs> not being accepted, but um, there's nothing like this place, and I know it. You know, I know it. I've been, been doing this too long, that this is special. For you, are there any second thoughts? I mean, it's probably, you know, I know you said in the air the other day, you're looking forward to, we don't have to get up and think about this all the time. Is that kind of the overriding thing? Or are there any, oh, I wish you could come back, you know, here and there and do it? I know you said you want to be all in or you want to be out, but where do things stand right now? Oh, I have no second thoughts. Yeah. I have none. That's why I'm sad, because I know it's <laughs> over, right? Truly, no, it's over. You know, I'll pop in somewhere here and there to see old friends or whatever, but I'm okay with that, you know? It's like, uh, I just turned 68 yesterday. I mean, you start to add up the numbers, man, you know what I mean? 
life is short. You got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And I think I had said before, you know, I want to be a whole person. <laughs> when you were in this business, man, you always, you know, you always got something on your mind. Right. You're not totally clean, you know. And and, and I I just want to make sure that I have m more time for the people I care about. And for them, I mean, you talk about grandkids, family back in California. Yeah. That's that's the motivation here, right? And what, how excited are they to get you home? They don't even know it. He's <laughs> just trying to get their attention. Yeah. You know, you know, I want them to. I'm trying to get. You know, here I am trying to get their attention. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're busy doing their thing. But I want to be in their life on a daily basis. You know, and you know how many people you've talked to that you know that you weren't there for your kids. Because the job came first. Well, it's time for things to be reversed. When you look back at, at, you know, obviously your second career, your second really decorated career as a broadcaster, what have you learned about yourself doing it? Well, I tell you, it's, it's risky doing it and to be good at it. Because you have to be really good at it, you have to feel free, like, um, not to say crazy stuff but you know to feel free to say what needs to be said you know sometimes that's you know made the I don't know it's just risky mm -hmm. right and to be good you have to be risky yeah and uh, it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. sometimes but but on the other side of it I feel after the it's been said and done I'm almost done right I'm glad I you know did what I did I because um, I took risk and uh, I I was true to myself I mean I I I was who I was, you know, and I was authentic, and I think people knew that. Right. I mean, that's the advice you gave to Will the other yeah. night, right, in the booth, and, and we saw how much that meant to him. I mean, what was that moment that obviously kind of went viral on, on social media and everything just to kind of, I don't know, maybe a passing of the torch moment? I guess. It put me on the spot. Yeah. So if, if you, when you come up with stuff, and they put, it wasn't that profound, you know, but when you come up with stuff like that, it was meant to be because mm -hmm. I, mean, I guess I get the gist of it. Right. You know what it takes to be good, and and one of the things I think I told him was to get you have to get it out of the dugout. A lot of guys don't get out of the dugout, mm -hmm. you know, um, but you need that perspective too, mm -hmm. the player's perspective. But don't get too close, right. you know. And I mean, the way I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he said it's hard as a younger guy who played with Xander, played with Jackie, some of these guys to be critical or say what you know. Obviously, you've had times in the past where players have disagreed, some you know pretty public with things you've said. How long did it take you to? be comfortable, you know, because there's that fraternity of, yeah. you know, the guys in uniform and to be able to kind of speak your mind. Did that take a while once you were doing this? Yeah, probably. Uh, it's easy to forget because I've been doing this for right. so long. And I'm so removed. Mm -hmm. I mean, really removed. I quit 24 years ago. Yeah. So I'm uh, fraternity. I'm not that, you know, in touch with that fraternity, so-called fraternity. You know, the fraternity is don't hoot on me if you go up there. That's what it is. You know, I realize this game's difficult, yeah. you know, but um, it's part of the job, you know, is, is not necessarily be critical. It's just to say what needs to be said, you know. But once again, it's easier the farther you get away from it. Have you thought about what tomorrow is going to be like? Oh, heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I put so much pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I think if anybody's good at something, you're trying to be good at something, you do put pressure on yourself. And we're in a business where, you know, there's this anxiety, mm -hmm. you know, and the thought of no anxiety is heavenly, mm -hmm. you know. Maybe I'll get bored and all that, but I'll deal with that <laughs> when the time comes, you know. I mean, have you thought about kind of how you're going to handle your emotions on the air on, on Wednesday for that final game? I'm having a hard time right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I just did an interview with uh, 
um, radio over there, EEI. And so it's, it's, it's right there on the surface, man. It's right in the surface. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, just what I just told you. I told you because it's just me and you right now. But if we were on air, I'm, yeah. I don't know if I could hold on, you know? What does this place mean to you? means more to me now than it ever did because I'm leaving, you know, and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But um, you see things differently when uh, time's up. Mm-hmm. You really do. And, yeah. you, and you don't know it until you, you know it. Have you, have you taken moments to, I don't know, walk around by yourself or you know, no one's been here, anything like that yet? Um, I've, when I first come in, I've, I've taken it in. And then I'll get to take it in in that booth. How can you not take it in? Right. That's the best place in the world to take it in. You take in the whole, you know, view of this thing. I wanted to ask you, obviously, you know, you've been around for a while. Jerry was around for a while and it feels like, as I said, passing of the torch almost. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, circumstances different. But you've worked with a lot of new guys this year, whether it be, you know, Uke's been in and Tony Maz, which I think has been an experiment that, you know, he came on my show and said an experiment. Middlebrook's. How do you feel the, the future of your chair is? Do you feel like it's in good hands with those guys? I definitely do. I definitely do. I think they have, there's a passion there for guys, you know, whether it's Uke, whether it's Millbrooks, and even Maz. I love passion. This city is about passion. I yeah. said it before, you know, it's a match made in heaven for me. My passion in this city, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll find, they're going to find their way in that booth. And it was time to, you know, to pass the torch. Mm-hmm. It was time. What has impressed you about Euclid, especially this year? Um, I think he's been kind of fearless. I mean, it's like casually fearless. <laughs> I don't know if there's there's the whole lot of nerves going on there. And he, I think he has a grasp of, um, of, you know, a player's perspective, especially hitting and stuff like that. And he knows how to get it across, you know. Um, I think uh, uh, excitement will come with the job. You know what I mean? Because you can't fake excitement. Right. You know, but it helps to have some energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, last thing for you, what is your message to Red Sox fans as as you walk away? Um, I love you. I love you. I love Boston, and I'm going to miss you, and you always be in my heart. You know, this city will always be close to my heart forever. And and you to everybody who's ever listened to you. And now I guess it's officially time to party. <laughs> yeah, it's time to party is right. It's a good call. Yeah. Thanks a lot.